Levels, levels. Levels, levels. Are uh, are we going to do a cold or Sorry. <clears throat> I said I wasn't going to, I was going to make this easy for you to edit and I screwed up on lower word two. Okay. <clears throat> Try this again. <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those nights. <laughs> Blah. Okay. <clears throat> are we doing a cold open? Well, we can. Are you just going to cut it off when it runs too long? <laughs> Hi, toddlers! Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Friends, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? You know, I'm here, uh, ready to record another, uh, you know, another exciting episode of Talking to Todd. You're thinking they're exciting? <laughs> Trying something new? You, you must be thinking of some other podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, now that you mention it. Yeah, that other one. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, this week's cold open is shorter than last week's cold open. It will have to be now, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, we taped a cold open that went pretty long last week, but none of it aired. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, again, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and most of the people who make a living out of podcasting. Uh, they don't go back and listen to the podcasts that they're on, like they do a weekly or even semi-weekly, because they've got multiple podcasts. And as they say, I was there. Why? Why do I need to listen back? And uh, and I I just think uh, well, in this case, just because we recorded it doesn't mean uh doesn't mean it's going to air that way. Sometimes that's really good, and sometimes it's like. <laughs> Well, there was 17 minutes. I'm never getting back. (laughs) Still probably a good idea to cut it, but yeah. Though there are apparently those who would pay to listen to 40 minutes of us ranting about the former Raiders head coach, Mm, for example. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) These guys, these guys are off their rockers. Nuts. Here's some money. Is that what we've been missing? (laughs) <laughs> uh, what do we have for what do we have for feedback so toddler number one as we were talking she finally got to the episode where we were talking about the sauces that get mixed together and you were talking about fry sauce yes yep and she absolutely creates her own fry sauce and I was on the show making fun of her for dipping her fish in it. Yes. And in the car, this is a quote. Fish sticks. It sticks. I don't dip tilapia in it. <laughs> okay. I mean, point taken. I mean, there is a difference between like a nice fillet of fresh fish and fish sticks. So 
there, there is a, there is a difference. So yeah, yep. that does make more sense. And I, I could see, <laughs> thank you for the correction. That's, we should probably put that out there. Also, we talk about yay way too much on this podcast. That's, that's more follow-up than it is feedback. But if we started a list, a, like a tally list of every podcast where we referenced Kanye West, there would be a ton of check. There would be a ton of check marks there. True. Although there's one less than you think, because I'm pretty sure when we referred to him as, as ye, I don't think that counts because apparently we don't know who that is. Well, we, we tried to refer to him. Well, we definitely referred to him as Kanye and called him ye. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you know what we just did by having that follow up? Check mark. Check. On episode 89. 89, 89, 89. <laughs> I was, we were out to dinner this last week and having dinner with Susan Stokem. And she's like, What episode are you up to now? 89. She's like, That's the year we all graduated high school. If you do something about 89, I'll definitely listen. I don't think she will. No. But 89, 89, 89. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to episode 89. Did you have any feedback on 88 or anything prior? So this should have gone in last week's, I believe, or two weeks. I, I had it written down. I had it written down in the wrong spot. At one point, I think before we took our trip, which was like six, seven episodes ago, you were talking about the hill, 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 hill. And you said it was north of, and you pronounced the name of the town. And I stopped you immediately. Yes. Said, whoa, 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 whoa. I got to tell you, it's pronounced Keswick. I understand it looks like Keswick. It's Keswick, and I have to correct you. Because things have gone very poorly as soon as you said that. Yes. The note I took and forgot to. Lisa and I were we were catching up because she was behind and we were in the car. And you said it. You know, the you know, the look that you got about fish sticks. Yeah. Not fish. Lisa looks at me. It's I'm like, I got it. I got it. I got it. Hold on. It's there. <laughs> The exact thing that I said, I have to stop you because I know how this is going to play out. Played out. fantastic. Exactly the way that I thought. And I'm like, listen, listen, and had I not said, hold on, she would have missed me correcting you. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Um, By the way, there is also, uh, now that I think about that, from that story that you told me about the hill, 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 right? The hill. Yeah. Yes. Um, Strangely, uh, this is where things get weird. Strangely. This. uh, Wait, this. This is where they get weird. No, no, this is where this is where other things get weird. Um, Okay. A couple of weeks ago, YouTube offered me a video on that exact topic where the person was debunking the debunking of the debunking of that. And basically what he said was he, he explained the story as you said, 
right? The Norse were there and the, and, and, you know, the Saxons came and everybody used their word for, for hill, hill. for the hill. Yeah. Then he said, however, there are some like timelines that don't match up with any of that. Like that, that story has been disproven, I guess. Okay. But then he said, but then here's the other problem is he went to that place and there's no hill there. Like, it's just a small rise. Like it's not, it's like, it's surrounded by hills and he's like, so if this were to be true, where would this be? Because the, the place is actually on like, not so it's hill, 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 no hill. (laughs) So anyway, I was like, I was like, wow, this is fascinating. And then I thought I got to start shutting off everything with a, with a microphone in my house. Cause I don't know why YouTube, unless YouTube is listening to talking to Todd, which I'll take it another listener. So did you know that every week our podcast gets pushed over to YouTube? We have a YouTube channel and it is there. Yes. Yeah. But you would have to actually listen on YouTube I would think for the YouTube algorithm to connect you to it to, I don't know. So maybe not, maybe it's smarter than we give it credit for. I don't know because I watched, um, train videos. Oh, so many. But in this case, um, Adam Savage, who used to be on uh, MythBusters, he was one of the hosts of MythBusters. He has, um, he has a YouTube channel called tested, and he does stuff on it. But part of what he also does is there's a series of videos where members, patrons of his channel can ask questions of him. A lot of the questions are around production questions around Mythbusters. Some of it's around his career or whatever. And for whatever reason, um, I, I watch I watch some of these and I'm like, it's very I just find it incredibly interesting where he explains like the mechanics of how they made the show and how they make the television and like the behind the scenes and well, Mm -hmm. this doesn't work and all of this other stuff. And then he talks about working at ILM and working on the, on the, on the star Wars prequels and stuff. I just, there's whatever. And I find him very engaging in this format. One of the things he did on that channel that I, a couple of years ago, but I just watched two weeks, uh, last week, he did a thing where it was a segment from a bigger show where he was going to make, he's going to make this, I don't know, something that rolls with rockets on it, you know, typical MythBuster stuff. But so he literally brought in a, he brought in a rocket engineer to figure this out. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we can't, we can't use rockets. Instead of what we're going to do is we're going to use a flywheel, right? So we're going to get this thing spun way, way up. And then that'll provide the um, tropical force to uh, roll it down and it'll be the same kind of thing. And so they showed it and uh, he entitled it one of the most dangerous things I've ever done because it turns out they had like a 400 pound wheel of metal spinning. They wanted to get it to like a thousand RPM and there is so much energy in there that like, if that broke free, he's like, that's going to go through the door, through the concrete, through the building next door. Like this thing won't stop. This is incredibly dangerous. And I watched it. I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. Cause I watch these, these Adam Savage videos. YouTube has now gone all in on flywheel videos for me. <laughs> Last night I turned on YouTube and in my for you, there were six flywheel videos. 
So I don't know that the that the algorithm is that smart. You watch the video on, on fly whales. Here's fly whales. <laughs> now, the other thing, there's six other videos on YouTube about fly whales. Anyway. <laughs> Oh man, now oh. now that I mentioned it on this podcast, it gets loaded on YouTube that YouTube scans, it's gonna go, see, we told you he's all see? into it. And there's just it's a yeah. You know what it is? It's like a flywheel. It's just, it just keeps it right just, on. It just keeps right, right on going. It. I just keep putting energy oh, into the I've, system. It's a perpetual motion machine at this point. Oh man. Oh, uh, the energy in this podcast right now. Yeah. Are we still in are we still in follow-up <laughs> feedback? Uh, we are, uh, we're starting to get nominations for the toddies. Okay. So if you have nominations for toddies. And we're um, looking for both, we're looking for both actual nominations and even categories to have nominations within. Yes. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, feedback Sarah Judson Brown sent some, you know what? I will hold Sarah's toddy nominations until we get. Um, until it's time for nominations, but um, there's some categories out there. If you've got suggestions for categories or nominees, yes, uh, please, please send them our way. Um, best segment, best guest, uh, best sponsor. That's always good. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, not a whole lot else. Anything else out of you? Anything we um, needed to clean up? Nothing for cleanup, but I do have, uh, have some follow-up from previous episodes. That okay. I just wanted to share. Uh, number one, uh, this is um, from so so. I'm providing this because Lisa is traveling again this week. She traveled last week uh, for work. Uh, as we talked about, work travel is not a perk. Um, however, she is getting a perk um, because she is going. She, her client is in Canada, so she has to go to Canada. So there's all sorts of rules about that. However, she's getting this awesome perk that the last uh, this trip and last week. Um, she has been randomly selected as the winner of a complimentary COVID test <laughs> upon entering the country. Hey, free Q-tip. Yeah. Now, the funny thing is you have to have a test before you enter and you have to show them the result of the test. And then they look at it and they go, eh, it's a nice test you got there. How about one of ours? <laughs> randomly. Twice. In a row. So anyway, doesn't seem all that random, but okay, there you go. Um, so she's, she's, uh, I, I did point out, you know, she's, she's, she's putting one over on the man in Canada though, because Canada's just paying for these tests. Two weeks ago, Lisa was, uh, was here and she, I, again, as you know, as we talk about, I, I work in studio a, and then she's over here in studio B kind of behind me. And sometimes the doors are closed. Sometimes the doors are open. And a couple of weeks ago, Lisa was on a very contentious meeting and there were lots of people talking over each other, which is always good on a call where three or four people continued. It wasn't that they didn't realize they were all trying to talk each other just like, I'm just going to keep talking, like, right? And after about two minutes of that, Lisa went Greg on them. And here's what I heard. Stop talking. Stop talking. Everyone on this meeting, stop talking. And I thought, yeah, that's <laughs> toddler 17 knows how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. After the meeting, she was a little annoyed, and I'm like, man, you went all Greg on them. And she goes, I did what? Oh. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. Um, I, I think maybe, you know, maybe uh, maybe Greg should be giving some, uh, like, uh, how to lead effective meetings. 
No. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then this one, this one's just a little, this is just a little follow-up. Um, a number of, uh, a number of episodes ago, I think in tech corner, we talked about how Apple was making a change to allow apps to track you or not track you. So you, you could tell Facebook, please don't track me. And yeah, actually there's, there's other stories that said that, that Facebook is now taking additional measures to, even if you say, don't track me, they're going around all of that. Uh, fine, whatever. But, um, so Apple put this in and it's having some effect, uh, and businesses like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, some social media, um, are all reporting that they are seeing decreased revenue. I think we talked about this. We did. Um, because they can't track everybody. So they can't, they can't, uh, they can't sell as much of your data, so they're making less money on advertising. That all makes sense. However, some other companies that you wouldn't expect are now jumping into this. Within the last week, Peloton came out, and they were talking about their annual earnings and then giving guidance for the following year, and they had to revise. They revised their guidance downward by a billion dollars in revenue and said, next year, we are going to make a billion dollars less than we had thought. And some people are thinking, well, boy, you know, I I guess it's the lockdowns are all away. People are going back to they're going back to their gyms. They're not necessarily using their home Pelotons as much. You know, you don't pay for the service or whatever, blah, blah, blah. However, they had an interesting take on this. Uh, I believe this is the CEO who said, as you likely know, there have been some significant changes made by Apple that are leading some targeting that are leading to some targeting headwinds. Like many other direct-to-consumer marketers, we are seeing some disruptive impacts as our teams adjust to the new data landscape. So Peloton, who make exercise bikes and fitness service, are saying that they are losing a billion dollars partially because Apple has given users the ability to not share data, and Peloton is losing money because of that. I don't know what data Peloton is tracking. Yeah. <laughs> but it's worth a billion dollars to them. Is there <laughs> we're, we're gonna need to maybe interview a Peloton user because are there ads built inside while you're working out? Is that I, I don't and if so, why are you paying for the subscription service on top of the I, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very confused. Yeah. I'd, lo I'd love to know where, well, my first reaction was how much are they making if they're going to, if they're going to now make a billion dollars less. There. So anyway, they, they're apparently making a lot of money and, and a whole lot of money that were at me. My guess is that there's a finite audience for multi-thousand-dollar indoor exercise bikes. Well, that's entirely possible. And you can make the case that the CEO of the maker of the multi-thousand-dollar exercise products, it needs to tell investors, I think we've sold every one of them that we possibly can, and I don't know that we're going to be making as much money. Or he could say, you know, Apple isn't letting us collect as much data, and so we're going to have some problems. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so here's one for you. This is, I guess, this is 
follow-up. This was seen when I was on site at my conference in Las Vegas last week. (laughs) We're back. What's next? And the abbreviation below it is... Oh my, I mean, it's WTS line NXT in a square box. (laughs) I'm like, oh my Lord, I got to show Todd this. Oh yeah. I I found that after we taped last week. Kevin, Kevin, get Kevin, call the lawyers. We're going to, we got to sue these people. They're using, they're using the talking to Todd branding without paying us. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is as much as it. Who looked at that? I mean, who looked at that and thought that that looks like that looks like two stocks, like on a stock ticker. Actually, I think I flew that route once. WTS to NXT. Isn't oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's it, a it's um, a connector between. Well, I was going to uh, say, but if you're on Delta, it goes through Atlanta. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Sure. Of course it does. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And if, and if you're on, if you're on American, it, it goes through Phoenix and never connects to NXT. What's next? Not you. No. <laughs> Not your uh, flight. I, I am. I'm back in Phoenix tomorrow morning, actually on my way to, uh, this time I'm trying to get to San Diego. Uh, but I'm, I am, I am on the first flight out tomorrow. I learned my lesson last trip. Could have gone earlier, chose not to. That's on me. Anyway, I wanted to watch that Bears game. Speaking of Bears games, there's a, is that a transition? Should we? Do you want to? Do you want to start? <laughs> it's as good and as subtle as we get. So we got a nomination for idiot of the week from Amy. Amy would like to nominate uh, NFL official Tony Corinti for his performance on Monday Night Football. I, what for? <laughs> well, we, we are trying to figure out whether or not it was the blatant disregard of his job to protect the quarterback or backing into a player before throwing a taunting flag. Uh, or or was it or was it for the either making up a rule that doesn't exist or calling a low block on a block that actually didn't even take place? That one? That that's that's a possibility. And I I think she has a bigger beef, or maybe maybe not a bigger beef, but as big a beef with his answers because he did meet with a pool reporter and his answers were crap. Well, it's a point of emphasis. Well, I know it's a point of emphasis, but was it taunting? And I, I maintain that he got caught up in the game because if you're going to throw, if you're going to throw a taunting flag, you're going to throw the taunting flag when he's facing the Pittsburgh bench, not after he's four steps on the other side of you running to his own bench. He got caught up in it, backs up into him, and then chucks his flag 15 feet in the air and then continues to hold his hand up in the air 
taunting the player who he just flagged for taunting. Come at me, bro. Tony Karani, folks. Idiot of the week. Yay. Let's move on to something uncontroversial like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Do we have to even discuss him or can we just nominate him and move, move on? Because well, here, here's the no thing. Bears. There's, I mean, I mean, we can nominate him, but before we move on, because there's been a lot of talked about it, we don't have anything else to really add. What I want to say, though, is I had other idiots of the week that linked to Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers issue in weird ways. So Aaron is a nominee. However, I have three other nominees, sorry, two other nominees and another story. So this didn't take long. Quick recap, right? Aaron Rodgers came out, said, I'm immunized, didn't follow any of the protocols. Then it came they, out. They, they asked if he was vac- vaccinated, and he said he was immunized. Yes. Should have been a warning, but yes. again, we'll move on. And then and then from August through October, didn't follow any of the protocols for a non-vaccinated player because they had made exceptions for them and pretended, basically, that none of those rules applied to him. And then got caught and then the whole thing blew up. Right. So there's right. lots of things, right? There's the question of, you know, NFL quarterback not being vaccinated, but there's a bunch of NFL quarterbacks that aren't vaccinated. Um, there's a question of, did he lie or did he purposely mislead? Um, there's a question of, should he have just followed the rules that he chose? Like there's a bunch of stuff. Okay. Here's where this starts getting, this is, this is just great. There's a story. I I was reading the story and I was going to talk about this. Uh, The headline was basically that sports ticket sports attendance is dramatically in-person attendance is dramatically down across the board, across sports. And nobody's really talking about it because they're talking about ticket sales and they're not talking about actual attendance. And this story basically was everybody said that things are recovered, but things are really, really bad as far as actual in-person attendance. Even in the SEC, 20% of tickets are going unused in college football season. This is the this is the part though that this just I said I got I gotta forget that. This is great. <clears throat> Ticket manager CEO Tony Knapp said that in 2019, okay there's, there's a little bit of work here. So, um, attendance is normally how many tickets they sell or distribute. That's what they say is the attendance, right? Yeah. The actual attendance who, who that has nothing to do with who actually shows up to the game. Right. Right. Announced attendance versus butts and seats. Yes. Right. And the way that he, the way that this company, this ticket manager figures this out is they look at what is sold versus the scan rate, meaning how many tickets were actually scanned, how many tickets were used. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. With that in mind, ticket manager, CEO, Tony Knapp said that in 2019, a scan rate of around 70% was typical. Now he's seen scan rates dip below 40% at times. Then this is, this is how this ties to Rogers. And this is just great quote. That's how we know demand is soft. Knapp said, quote, a lot of the teams are playing the Aaron Rodgers game. Like I'm immunized when they're saying we distributed 16,000 tickets tonight and 6,000 people showed. (laughs) So 
apparently in the sporting world, if you want to say people aren't outright lying, but they're purposely misleading you, it's now the Aaron Rodgers game. <laughs> Tony Knopp, uh, it's Tony Knopp. Tony Knopp is not the idiot of the week nomination. As a matter of fact, Tony Knopp, whatever the opposite of that is, we don't give these out. He's my guy. He's he's my guy, right? <clears throat> yeah. Oh. There's a couple of things else, though, within this Aaron Rodgers world I just wanted to share. Again, they all, it, now that's where I sound like a crazy person because it's all connected. Um, the NFL did fine Rodgers for violation of COVID protocols. Do you know how much they fined him? Uh, a little over $14,000. Yeah, not even yeah. close to one game check. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> the um, rookie wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, C.D. Lamb, has racked up more than $50,000 in fines so far this year. <laughs> for wearing the wrong shoes? Almost Almost all of them are for equipment fines for not pulling his socks up and leaving his shirt, his jersey untucked. I think he got one for what they, he waved at the crowd or something, and they decided that was taunting, I believe. However, CeeDee Lamb has been fined twice because he went on the field with his jersey untucked. The first fine was $5,150. The second fine, again, Rogers was fined $14,650 for lying to people and then repeatedly and specifically violating COVID protocols for at least three months. CeeDee Lamb, because he didn't tuck his jersey in for the second game, was fined $15,450. Priorities, people. Hey, listen, Star lied and probably put people's uh, health at risk. But at least he tucked his shirt in, which, by the way, other thing, though, that beard that he was wearing, that should have been a fine. If you're worried about how good people look with their shirts tucked in and their socks pulled up, that that beard that he was rocking for months should have actually been a fine. Anyway, sorry, dude, wash your hair. <laughs> the money, the money is is relative terms because it's the NFL and we're talking about millionaires and billionaires, right? We, we, we've talked about this regularly, but either it's a priority over something that is putting the league at risk in your ability to, to conduct games or it's not. Yes. Fine. Or as it turns out, no fine, basically <laughs> no fine. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Next. All right. So now here's the last, here's what's, the last bit wait, about this. What's, what's next? <laughs> WTS NXT. Yes. That sounds like I'm a ham radio operator. W WTS NXT coming through loud and clear reading you five by five. Um, so <laughs> I don't know what any of that means, <laughs> neither do I, I mean, ham radio. <laughs> I don't know. It's fantastic. Oh. Um, there was an inordinate amount of publicity about Rogers and a lot of people were upset and about, you know, here's this guy who is an, who, you know, is a role model and he's making everything about him, right? Because, you know, now he feels like he's the one that has been harmed because he made decisions or whatever. And I've seen a number of articles 
that have basically said like, man, this guy's got this huge ego because he's the one that lied. He's the one that broke all the rules. And now he's complaining. Like, how big of an ego do you need? And what I'm going to tell you is he doesn't even make the list for sports people around COVID vaccines for ego. This one. So the state of Washington put in a vaccine mandate for all public employees. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Which it turns out that most, almost all, there's some private, but most of the college football programs in this country that bring in tens of millions of tax-free dollars every year are from public institutions. So the head coaches of said football teams are nominally public employees, although usually they're also paid side money from side deals that are not public. Another another issue. And in most cases, in most states, the top paid public employee isn't the governor. It's not a doctor at the medical school. It's either the, it's either a men's uh, foot head football coach or men's head basketball coach. And in the case of Washington, the, the state of Washington, the top paid state employee was Washington State University football coach Nick Rolovich, who, by the way, wasn't a stellar coach. His first season, he went one and three. Oh, wait. Oh, those are games, not wins. Oh, no, no. Forget. Uh, his first season at Washington State, he went one and three for a uh, 250 winning percentage. And this season, he was four and three. Um, so he was, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a doing a heck of a lot better than Scott Frost, but he, uh, he had a bit, he had a career record of, uh, five and six. That's five and six. Scott, Scott Frost also lost his staff this week, by the way, but <laughs> yeah, yeah like, we don't even have time for that. We're right? just, we're just piling yeah. on at that point. I, I really, I feel sorry for Scott Frost this week, so we won't nominate him. Sorry, please continue with Washington. So the governor of the state of Washington puts in a vaccine mandate for all public employees. And you can, uh, like in most cases, you can apply for an exemption based off of medical or religious um, reasons. Uh, Nick Rolovich, the head football coach, was very clear in public that he was not going to get the vaccine. It did kind of, well, they, everybody, they were like, yeah, but listen, you're a state employee and this applies to state employees. And he didn't get the vaccine and he lost his job. He was fired. He has now filed a lawsuit against anybody who has ever lived, visited, driven through, or drawn the state of Washington on a map. He has sued everybody. <laughs> but this, this is the part he's a He's a football coach at a non-football school who has a career record of five and six. And part of his lawsuit is against the governor of the state of Washington. Who's as part of this lawsuit, he is claiming that the governor instituted the vaccine mandate for all public employees because the governor was angry that the highest paid and one of the most high profile state employees wasn't going to get the vaccine. 
So the governor personally implemented a vaccine mandate for all state employees to target just him. That's how big and powerful he is that the governor, the governor had to take him down by making everybody get the vaccine. Ego. Aaron Rodgers is looking at that and going, dude, take it down a notch. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> oh. So anyway. I'd um, love I'm to not... be that guy's mirror. Yeah. Yeah. None of that's making it the other podcast because that has nothing to do with the efficacy of vaccines or anything like that. That just has to say what goes on in your head that you think, you know what, I bet you the governor plotted against me by making everybody get a vaccine just because he knew that I wouldn't. And then that would be his way of getting rid of me. Ha ha. And then he would not get to see this five and six football for another three years. I will show him. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. Um, yeah. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers and CD Lamb and the NFL. And Nick Rolovich and sports in general. Like, think about this without sports. I mean, come on. This would be a much shorter podcast. That makes sense why I'm constantly being told you guys should talk less about sports. I will yeah, say, we, I have, yeah. we have talked less sports in the last two weeks than we have in quite a while. And I think what we're seeing is we haven't talked sports and now it's all coming out here. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, if if you weren't watching sports, what did you watch this week? So uh, as part of the Bond catch-up, Lisa and I watched last weekend, we watched Skyfall and Spectre. Uh-huh. Um, what I will tell you, but I'll tell you what, going back and re-watching these is really interesting for a couple of reasons. One, Lisa said, how are you supposed to remember any of this crap when these movies are five years apart? Fair. <laughs> like, and you can see people age. Like between the movies, like you're like, oh, wow. And I was like, well, it was five years apart. Uh -huh. um, also, it turns out I thought that Spectre and Skyfall were generally the same movie with some stuff changed. No, not really. That what that tells me is I watched those like four years apart and they felt like the same, but it turns out they were completely different. And hot take from our house. Um, Skyfall. Excellent. Really good. Spectre, eh, could have done without. Certainly could have used some editing. Um, I don't know what, like, I don't know what needed to come out, but I'm telling you that's, that, <laughs> that they could have easily gotten rid of 15 to 20 minutes of something out of Spectre and still had a perfectly good movie. <laughs> but not a second of the open. I wouldn't have cut, I wouldn't have cut a single frame out of that open. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Leave that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta I, leave I, that. You can go find. You can go find other stuff somewhere else. But uh, that open is almost perfect. Yeah, yeah. That was although, because mm, that's the that's in Mexico City, right? Yes. I will say this as we're watching this, because at one point the uh, the building starts coming down. Yes. Right. And Lisa says, "Didn't they do that in Casino Royale?" in Venice when the building started to come down again, when you're blowing up buildings, there's so many, so many ways you can blow up buildings or whatever. But anyway, she was like, eh, they're starting to run out of ideas. But then he slides down the wall of the other building, which I thought was a nice twist. Yeah. 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 
Um, so we watched that. So now we're all we're all ready to go. Now that we've watched all, we've gotten caught up. We're all ready for no time to die. So that's probably this weekend, and uh, we'll we'll have we're setting aside I don't know seventeen eighteen hours for that. Um, no, t- no time to die, but plenty of time to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other one, uh, I with Lisa gone for work, uh, there are some things that we started watching a while ago that Lisa opted out of. And so um, with her gone, uh, this was a perfect time for me to catch up on some of them. I did finish watching. I had I had talked about Rutherford Falls, um, Mike Schur and Ed Helms um, a few weeks ago. Uh, Lisa didn't like the first episode and was surprised I even made it through those 22 minutes or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. I watched it. Um, what I'll say is, I, I think it was really good. I mean, there's a reason why it's, it's pretty highly rated. Um, but watching this, I'm like, what? What is it about this? And why? Whatever. And here's what I've come to: it is listed on Peacock as a comedy. It is not a sitcom, and it is not a comedy. Like, it isn't a. Well, you're I'm going to get you right to where I'm thinking here because I'm like, oh, this isn't. It's not like a bunch of jokes. Like it's not set up joke, set up joke. It's none of that, and it's not a sitcom. I mean, they're telling the story, and they're actually getting into some really, really interesting things. I mean, they're really tackling some very touchy subjects, but they're doing it in a funny way, but not a comical way. I don't know. It's not a drama, but it's not a comedy. I'm like, I don't. And then I realized I'm not quite putting it up here, but do you know what this is? Is it Schitt's Creek? No, 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 no. Schitt's Creek is funny. No, Schitt's Creek is oh, funny. Okay. They, they sit up and they deliver. So no, 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 no. That's a comedy. Okay. That, that is an amazing comedy. Think sports night. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, it's a, that's a dramedy. They're tackling things. They have funny things in it. Yes, there are com- there are comedic pieces to it, but the goal of the show isn't to deliver the jokes. the 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 show is designed to tell a story, and so yeah. that and then I was like, oh, that's why I like it, and a number of people don't. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing but, happened to Sports Night. What most- is it? It's its own thing. It's its own thing. (laughs) So much of Sorkin's stuff is like that. It's funny, but it's not a comedy. But there are things in it that are absolutely hilarious. Yes. And what's what confused everybody is with Sorkin's stuff, right? Sports night must be a comedy. Why? It's 30 minutes. Right. So it has to be a comedy. And the other ones have to be dramas. Why? Because they're hour long. And right. dramas are an hour, comedies are a half an hour, and now that's all been flipped on its head. So what I would say is, um, it's you know, I think I think it's a good show. I think it tells a really interesting story. I think the characters are very interesting. Um, I did go back after and read a couple of reviews, and then went, oh, oh, I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's a little problem. Ah, you know what? Screw it. I enjoyed it. No more reviews. <laughs> so. Um, I would recommend it if you're looking for an interesting story that is neither drama nor comedy, but has some, but not a ton of, it has, it has some comedy elements, but it is not a comedy. And where can I watch this? Peacock. Yeah. You know, get around to it. Yeah. 
Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. How about you? What are you watching? So I was flipping through the Star Trek reboot from 2009, the the Kelvin timeline series. Yep. So I watched the first one, fell asleep, and then as as you do, as as I do, but I've seen it before, right? Yeah. So then woke up in the morning and I was going, okay, I'll just pick up where I left off because these are all on Paramount Plus right now because it's a Paramount thing. And Amy says, oh, I'll watch that. So then we backed it up and I promptly fell asleep again. <laughs> but then... Um, How do you final... get through movies ever? I, <laughs> you I you know, come here right? telling me about all these movies you've seen and yet... <laughs> or slept through. and then And then we watched the second one which is Star Trek Into Darkness. Yes. And that's the one, spoiler alert, has Khan in it. And Into Darkness, by the way, if I remember, and, I, and I'm now not, rem- I'm not, after the Bond thing, I'm very concerned about my memory about movies, but if I remember watching that in the theater, Into Darkness isn't talking about the plot, it's talking about the cinematography, because that whole thing was very, very like, like they couldn't afford lights or something. And the whole thing was like, who's that? I don't, what, is that the monster or is that Kirk? I don't know. And, and then we watched the third one, which is Star Trek Beyond. Okay. I had never seen that movie. Oh. Cause we started to watch it. I'm like, well, I don't remember any of this. And I know it's not just because I fell asleep. Right. <laughs> I, I absolutely don't. And we we finished it. And I looked at him and I'm like, nope, absolutely never saw that one. I don't know what happened. I don't know if she and Lucas went and then I never caught back up because that happened with, oh, that happened with Captain America Winter Soldier. I went years and never watched that movie and then finally <laughs> picked it back up. I'm like, wow, this is a really good movie. I don't know how I never saw that one. Anyway, um, watch those three Star Trek movies, the, the Kelvin timeline. This week. And then I also, while I was flying and getting stranded, watched the Netflix little series that's the toys that made us. We've talked about the movies that made us. We've talked about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Did you watch? I think we've watched. We've watched one of those. I think we've watched multiple seasons of that. So I don't know if there's a new season out or what, but the Star Trek toys, the Star Wars toys, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not watch the My Little Pony toys. I didn't watch the Barbie one. I know that's out there. I think we've seen all of those. And what I would say is uh, most of them, I mean, My Little Pony, you should still watch it because in all of this, uh, here's what you're going to learn just in general about the, first of all, just like every movie, like all of these toys were were this close of never making it to market. Um, second of all, uh, there is uh, intrigue, deception, and betrayal in behind every toy. <laughs> yeah, like there's just there's in every toy there's at least one person going, "I created it, and they stole my ideas, and now I'm broke." And then if somebody else going, "Yeah, it's not the way I remember it." Um. Should we should we should we go to the pool to shoot this? Would that be better, or should we go to the aviary? <laughs> the the thing about the Star Wars 
toys and how nobody would nobody would take a flyer on these toys. And so they got a sweetheart deal on them. And all they had to do was cut a $10,000 check to keep the deal. And somebody forgot to cut the check. <laughs> and George Lucas took him to the bank. Because he was still pissed off 25 years later over how badly he got screwed on the first deal. I just thought that was awesome. Seems like seems like there should have you should have hired multiple people. What is your job? My job is to make sure the check is cut. And what's your job? My job is to make sure that he cuts the check. And what's your job? My job is to make sure that she makes sure that he cuts the check. That's the entire department is do is doing nothing but making sure somebody cuts the check. And how much do they pay you for that? Uh, collectively about a half a million dollars. Really? And what's his contract worth? About 40 billion. <laughs> oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. Oh, so we watched. So I watched. I watched those. I thought those are. I, I, again, this series, this series of series that Netflix has put together, nostalgia stuff, whether it's the toys that made us or the movies that made us or the horror movies that made us or. The what did I talk about last week? Um, movie cliches, movie cliches, attack of the killer movie cliches, whatever the hell that was with Rob Lowe. Yeah, I mean, they're they're little you know, nostalgia documentary series. I now realized, you know, because when I heard you say that again, you know who they should have gotten to host that instead of Rob Lowe? Nick Lachey, Nick Lachey's movie cliches <laughs> only on Netflix. <laughs> That's, t- it's terrible. Nope. It's That's terrible. terrible. That's it's just terrible. terrible. It's not funny and it's terrible. Nope. And yet we're taking a break to laugh about it. <laughs> so did you learn anything this week? Yeah. So, um, I learned, I learned how much paint fits in a five gallon paint bucket. Um, so we, yeah, yeah, you're looking at me like I think it's five gallons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let me get to that. This ought to be so, a pretty short segment. It's five gallons, but okay. <laughs> Back to you, Bob. Um, so we built this house four and a half years ago, and when they finished building, they had extra paint left over, and they basically said, yeah, "We'll just leave you the paint so that you've got touch-up paint." And I said, "Sure." And then I found what they left me, and they left. Uh, six five-gallon buckets and a gallon of, ex- of exterior paint. Now, uh, so I had a gallon of exterior touch-up paint. I had a five-gallon bucket of the outside of the house's stucco or the modern version of stucco, which isn't really stucco, but they call it stucco, whatever. Um, and then I had five, five five-gallon buckets of paint. Now, I don't know how much touch up they thought we were going to need to do, but that's, that's a lot of paint. Um, and for years I just kind of stacked it in the garage cause we had space. Cause you know, we, we, we had plenty of space and we weren't here that often and whatever. And now that we're here, we need some space. And I'm like, Oh man, these things are taking up a lot of room. So we, we found the, we found the one get the one bucket of interior paint and we bought a, a gallon, a gallon bucket that you could pour it into and a little quart that we could keep in the house. 
And I set that aside. And I had four other gallons, five gallons. And I'm like, what are all of these? And so I started looking and I went back to the the colors that we selected for the house. And I'm like, in the interior, we only have two colors. We have we have the the wall color and the trim color. That's it. And the trim color is white. So I go look and huh, I think I've got five. Sorry, I have four five gallon buckets of white paint of different. And I'm like, I've been moving these around and everything. I should probably take a look at them. I started popping them open and one has some in and has a little bit more and a little bit whatever. And one of them is white, but it might be a, it might be, it's like a, it might be a base coat or something. I don't know. It's not clear because this is old and it's covered in paint. Anyway. Well, then we want to get rid of these things. And so the, uh, the local, uh, the, the the local landfill has hazardous waste disposal twice a year. Right. When I looked that up in the spring, it it was literally two days prior to when I looked it up. And the next one was uh, we were uh, out of town for. So I still have this. And I thought, okay, this is insane. So I finally opened all these up this week. And I look and I go, so I take the white and I pour it into a gallon bucket and I pour it into a quart bucket. So now I've got a gallon and I've got a quart and everything else. Then I look at this and I go, these buckets have been taking up all this space. And I bet you if I combine them all together, between them, I don't have five gallons. So I poured them all together and I don't have five gallons. So I've been storing five gallon buckets of white paint <laughs> for four years. It would have all fit in a single bucket. <laughs> yep. Yep. But but you now have a shade of paint that you have nowhere else. Because at some point they used each of those four buckets for something. And now you have a fifth color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I freed up a lot of space um, by getting rid of buckets that are now empty um, because they all could have simply gone into anyway. So, um, yeah, I was thinking, what am I going to do with these 20 gallons of paint? And now I really have a question of what am I going to do with like these four gallons of paint? So anyway, that was uh, that was fun. At, when I realized that I'm like, I've, I've been moving these buckets around for four years. <laughs> Oh my, oh my goodness. Oh, anyway. Yeah. What'd you learn? We went on Sunday. Uh, I joined the bourbon club for the Iowa distilling company. That's over in, um, coming just down the, just down the road from us here in Norwalk. So for 20 bucks a year, you join the bourbon club and you get advance notice, opportunity to buy spirits, you get a little bit of a discount. And occasionally they do member days. So on Sunday, they had a member day. It was their holiday party. So Amy and I went, you had to reserve your seat because it's it's a small place and it's limited seating. And so we go in, and this is the first time we've done this. Uh, I, I joined back in July. They hadn't had anything since. So I'm like, okay, so we're going to go. So we go, we go in, we have our reservations. We go, we sit down. And 
The drinks aren't free. They're discounted, again, because I'm a member. But the food was. And it we they served us a little appetizer and then a hot beef sundae. Have you ever had a hot beef sundae? Ew. No. Mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. All right. Shredded roast beef, gravy, little cheese. Fantastic. Not my first choice to eat with an old fashioned. Very, very good. No question. But you know the you know you know what pairs really good with that? Fish sticks. We didn't have any mayo chup floating around. So there you go. No. So no, no, it wouldn't. You can only have fish sticks. Sticks. If you got mayo chup handy, we didn't. So, uh, but uh, I I learned that the enticement of a free meal gets them about a hundred dollars in purchases, and I think my family will learn this as well because we bought all of the Christmas gifts on Sunday. So the other thing that I learned is it's really easy to get all your Christmas shopping done when you go and do that. So that worked out really well for me. Iowa bourbon club membership has its privileges. The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on Incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd on Overcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify or Podbean or wherever you get your pods. Just search Talking and the number two, no G, no space. We do still have a page on Facebook, so you can tweet us on Facebook. Pretty sure that's how that works. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. That's 515-257-6272. Support for the editing of this podcast. I can't get through this without laughing. Support for the editing of this podcast is brought to you by toddlers number 3187 and number 17. You can always stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office and Museum. Please don't do that. The website is TalkingToTodd.com. Thanks to our listeners, especially the new ones. Please tell your friends. Send us your feedback at feedback at TalkingToTodd.com. Even though nobody but Jesse does that. Todd? Okay, so I am ready to help you tomorrow. Should you get stranded in Phoenix, a Greyhound ticket from Phoenix to San Diego tomorrow uh, can be had for as cheap as $65. Although I would think about upgrading to the $82 economy extra ticket. Um, if you get there early enough, uh, you can take the direct route, which has one, two, three, four, five, has five stops. Um, that'll take eight hours, but I think they serve a meal on it. They serve a meal on the Greyhound bus. Well, a, or they, a, or they give you a, a fork and knife. I don't know. There's a fork and knife. That might be all they give you. I don't know. <laughs> or if, if that doesn't work out for you, um, you can also take the one stop or the one transfer that will take you Phoenix to LA and then LA to San Diego. Uh, that 
that the, the the one of those could take you 12 hours and 55 minutes. Anyway, do you want me to book one of those for you now or do you just want to do you just want to take care of that tomorrow when you get stranded? I was going to th- I was thinking about having you be my on-call guy, but I'm not sure that that's a good idea. Greyhound. Don't worry. When you, when you absolutely positively don't care when you get there. No wait. That's Amtrak's slogan. Hey, anybody seen Dwayne? Yep, he's riding the dog. That sounds really bad. We're going to need to clean that up next week on Talking to Todd. The uh, the extra money for economy extra, by the way, gets you double the road reward points, so you can use that <laughs> towards future greyhound trips, and you get priority boarding. <laughs> so please get me on that bus quicker. If I oh, that's what I need. <laughs> <laughs>